Psachim Perk Zain, Mishnah Yud Aleph, 711. The Mishnah will define what is considered to be basar meat on the Korban Pesach. And this is especially important because each person who is on the registry, who is one of the menuyim for the Korban, needs to have at least one kazayas of basar, of meat, allocated to him or her. And therefore, we need to make sure we know which are the pieces which are eligible to be constitute basar, for which one could be Yotiya's obligation of eating Korban Pesach, a kazayas thereof, um, which of the pieces meet those criteria. So, the Mishnah says, the basic definition is, kol hanechal b'shor hagadol, any part of meat that would be edible in a full-grown bull, ye'achal b'gdi harach, that can be considered meat, and therefore if you eat such a piece of the the young, tender kid, baby goat, you'll be yotzi, your mitzvah of eating a kazayas of basar. That is to say, when it comes to a newly born goat or sheep, like really any any vertebrate, um, the much of the skeleton is cartilaginous. It's soft like cartilage, which later will be hardened and be replaced with bone. So it's edible in a newly born small animal, like a gid, which is the Korban Pesach, excuse me, like a gdi, which is the Korban Pesach. Um, but the point of the mission here is that even if it's edible now, that's too bad. If it will ultimately not be edible, and the the criterion by which you decide what's edible and not is not necessarily even based on the the um, a ram or a goat, but what would be in a, in a full-grown cow, um, then it's considered to be inedible and you can't be guilty. And since... When it comes to the Korban Pesach, we're talking about an animal in its first year. Only a first-year animal is eligible um, from seven days old. Um, therefore, we are dealing with small newborn animals, and therefore you would have a lot of this potentially soft material, and therefore that's where the Mishnah comes to address that point. And now the Mishnah says, V'roshei knafayim v'hasechusim. Um, we're going to also include the, the tips of the Knafaim are the scapula. There are the the um, shoulder blades of the animal, and schusin are are other cartilaginous parts, like say like an ear or something. So the scapular cartilage, as well as um, other cartilaginous parts like ears, etc., are yes included um, in the status of basar. That if one ate that, he'd be yotzi as chiyav of korban pesach. Um, the bit of the Chiddush here is that these things, when it comes to a full-grown cow, um, wouldn't be edible unless you sort of boiled them for a long time to make them soft. And when it comes to the gedi or the, the sad that you're having for your, your, for your Korban Pesach, you're not allowed to boil it. <clears throat> Excuse me, you have to roast it over the open fire. Nevertheless, um, those parts are considered edible, and therefore you can be yotzi and your chi with them, and therefore they can be allocated to you as part of your kazayas. Hashov, now, really fascinatingly, that's the, how the Bartner learns, and really all Roshonim essentially learn that way. The Rambam understands that the point of the Mishnah is not about the definition of, of meat, of basar, but rather the definition of etzem, a bone. And the point of our Mishnah is um, to tell you which are the bones that may not be broken, because that's Israel to itself, as we just discovered it already. And that means that we're saying even though much of the skeleton of a newborn animal is cartilaginous now, 
if it's going to harden and become bone later, as we would measure against the skeleton of a mature cow, then breaking it now would be a violation of the prohibition of Shviras Etzim, of breaking the bone of the Korban Pesach, and that's the Rambam learns this part of the Mishnah. Okay, the Mishnah continues on and says, Hashover Esa Etzim Bepesach HaTahor, if one does break a bone of a Tahor, meaning a acceptable, legitimate Korban Pesach, when that hasn't become Tami, but it means any time that it's, it's legitimate, hasn't been rendered puzzle invalid by some other way, so then, Hareza Lokar Baim, he will be liable to lashes, Midoraisa, of 40 lashes, really means 39 lashes, as the case with Losa says, violations of prohibitions of the Torah in general. Um, so you see how the Ramam reads very clearly in this Mishnah, but the others, like the Bartanura, learned that we're reverting back to the discussion that we had in the previous Mishnah about Shvirus Atzama breaking the bone in the previous Mishnah. Now, in contrast to the liability of, of lashes if one breaks the bone, of al-hamosir b'tahor, if one leaves over meat from a tahor, meaning a valid korban Pesach, that's also a violation of a lav, because the Torah says that you may not leave it over to the morning, right? Um, nevertheless, if one does so, or vashover batame, or if he breaks the bones of, breaks a bone of an of Tame, meaning an invalid for whatever reason, for example, that it became Tame Korban Pesach, then Eno Loke Esar he's not liable to lashes. Now, the reason why a person who violates the law of Lososiro, of not leaving over the bone, leaving over the meat, I should say, Mimenu Ad Boker until the morning, is because there's actually two separate reasons. The first reason is this law, this prohibition, is considered to be a lav, a prohibition that's hanitaklase, that is um, remedied by a separate positive commandment. That is to say, that the Torah says, lo sosiru menu ad boker, you may not leave it over to the morning, but then immediately it says, thereafter, it says, vahanosru menu ad boker, one who does leave the meat over till the morning, be'esh tisrafu. It has a remedy. The remedy is that the meat is to be burned, as we saw in the previous Mishnah. So since the Torah prescribes a specific remedy to one who violates the love, so that's called a love hanitakla, say it's a, it's a prohibition which is remedied by some other positive commandment. So that positive fulfillment of the positive commandment takes the place of the receiving of lashes. And so since the breaking, leaving over the meat is a love hanitakla, say it doesn't carry with it the penalty of lashes. There's a separate reason why um, one is not liable to lashes, and that is that in the general rule is that any time you have a lav she'embo masa, a prohibition that's violated passively without doing any specific act, like, for example, leaving over the meat. You didn't do anything. You just didn't eat meat. And that being the case, it's sort of a passive violation. So the rule is that a lav she'embo masa does not carry the penalty of lashes. So that's a second reason why if one fails to eat the meat of the Korban Pesach, he will not be liable to lashes. Um, there is um, a couple nafkaminos. There's differences between the two approaches. Um, like, for example, if a person um, intentionally makes it that he he um, can't eat from the meat, so that's doing an active act, or if a person lost the meat in a way that he's not going to be able to burn it, then he won't be able to be um, re- remedied the situation by burning it. And in those scenarios, perhaps one would be liable for 
Malchus anyways. Okay. Um, one final point, which is the source for the exemption for one who breaks the bone of a invalid apostle or a tome, Korban Pesach, why is he exempt from lashes? There he didn't act. The answer is that the Pasuk says, V'etzem lo tishburu bo. The, the, a, the, a bone of it you may not break. Vo, of it. And that extra vo um, is mutar, it's superfluous. And it comes to teach you, we're talking about it, specifically the Korban Pesach, by which one you could be guilty is obligations. Therefore, we're talking only about a valid Korban Pesach, not one that become tummy. Now, one last point, which is the Shvira's Etz and the prohibition against breaking the bones um, is not specific to any time. That is to say, if one broke the bones of the Korban Pesach on Erev Pesach, on the 14th, or he did it on Pesach itself, or even he did it days after Pesach, for argument's sake, in all those cases, he'll be liable to the obligation of lashes, Shvira's Etz, if he meets other requirements to be subject to lashes, um, which is fine. Just keep in mind, however, that according to most, the the Pashup shot is that yeah, the bones for which one is liable for breaking and therefore liable to lashes are bones that either have meat on them or that contain marrow inside of them, but bones that have neither a kazais of meat on them nor marrow inside of them um, actually are not do not carry the penalty of of uh, lashes if one would break them. The one's not prohibited from breaking those bones.